It's actually quite easy to look in Scripture and find numerous examples of wonderful women of faith who have helped the people of God through the centuries and through the millennia to know the Lord and to experience the love of God in a variety of ways. This morning, our scripture lesson brings our attention to perhaps one of the lesser known of those women, a woman named Tabitha, or as some of her closer friends knew her as Dorcas, a woman of great renown and great faith, and whose story is often told as a story of how good Peter is. But I want us to focus on how good Tabitha was and the significance and importance she has to teach us what it means to be a faithful disciple in our modern day life. Now what we do see from this first uh, story is that Peter gets called on a pastoral care visit. As pastors, sometimes we're called to come and to see somebody. And pastors try not to show favorites. But Peter clearly, clearly loves Tabitha and immediately goes when a messenger comes and says, you need to come see Tabitha right away. But by the time Peter comes, Tabitha has died. And Peter walks into a situation in which I think many of us have found ourselves in which we are in the presence of people going through significant grief. What we learn in this moment of grief as Peter comes into Tabitha's home, into the upper room, there are women with Tabitha. And we are told that they are, like Tabitha, members of the order of widows. And what you might miss from just the reference there in the scripture, you have to learn from other books, particularly Paul's letters, that the order of widows was an official part of church leadership and governance by this point in time. That faithful women were to be, if you would think of this, uh, consecrated to this order, and that they would devote the remainder of their lives after their marriage the remainder of their lives devoted to serving the church, fully devoted. But in order to join the order of widows, you could not obviously be married, and you could not have children who would support you. The church would take on the responsibility of supporting these women as they, in their ministry, would support the work of the church. And what we see in Tabitha is that she seems to be, if not the official leader, she is the mother of this community. And those have gathered and they show Peter all of the tunics and the items that she made. I know that perhaps if you've experienced that moment of grief and loss and you look around at all the things the person did while they were alive, you look at the photographs, you look at the memories, you look at those moments, and it's a part of the grieving process. Now, we can only speculate, but I think it's a good bet 
that much of what Tabitha made went to support the work of the disciples. Whether it was giving clothes to the poor in Joppa, whether it was selling these items to raise money to support the work of the apostles and the other missionaries and disciples, Tabitha's death seems to be a significant loss to the church. And the church does what the church does. They have gathered to grieve together. And it's in that moment that Peter, not of his own power, but in the name of Jesus, prays and heals Tabitha and raises her to life. Now again, we could preach and read this story as an example of, wow, look how powerful Peter is. But if we did that, I think we miss what's significant. Because that's not where the story stops. In the raising of Tabitha from the dead, there is a transformation that takes place that is significant, that is world-changing. Here's what happens. First, the healing transforms this community of friends. Tabitha leads this group of women who make clothes to support the church, and these women who are devastated at this loss. This healing restores wholeness to this group, and it allows the mission to continue. Tabitha is restored to health, but more importantly, the community can continue its mission, continue its work of support, of clothing, of help. She was so important that in her resurrection, this community of friends is transformed to wholeness. But then the next thing is Tabitha is taken out outside to the balcony of the house and the community begins to come and hear of this wonderful event. And we're told something very important, that the whole town converts to Christianity on the spot. Now, I imagine if we saw someone come back to life from the dead, it would have a dramatic impact on us as well. But imagine an entire town transformed because of this healing. Many come to faith in Jesus because of the power of this healing. A whole city is transformed because of the power of God. But here's another little secret I want to tell you. After that, Peter stays in Joppa at the home of Simon the Tanner. And the reason I think this is significant is because, and you may not be up to date on your ancient Middle Eastern geography, and that's okay. Just take my word for it. This puts Peter awfully close to Gentile territory. He's on the very boundary of the Jewish towns. 
And the very next story is a story of Peter healing a Gentile for the very first time. Peter, a good Jewish boy, upends all of the tradition he's ever lived in. And all of a sudden, the gospel of Jesus Christ is open to the world. And the world will be transformed by this good news. So, you might be thinking to yourself, well, great. This healing, this resurrection certainly had a significant impact, not only in Joppa and the community there of the widows, but in the, the whole countryside. And yes, eventually, I guess, if you want to think about it, the, here in Jackson, Mississippi, we Gentiles get to go to church because of this healing. But remember, Peter would not have gone had Tabitha not been so important. Had Tabitha not been a faithful disciple of Jesus, Peter wouldn't have gone. Had she not lived a life of good works and of service to the others, perhaps no one would have noticed her passing. Had she had not dedicated her life to these widow women in service and in motherhood to them, no one would have bothered to go and get Peter from one town over. So yeah, this is a story about how Peter raised a woman from the dead. But it begins as a story of a faithful woman serving Jesus in whatever way she could. And even in her death, transformed the world. I'm sure there are women in your life, whether it was your own mother, our grandmother, an aunt, a sister, a neighbor, a school teacher, a friend, a Sunday school teacher. There have been women in your life who were never the famous preachers who get on TV, never the great theologians who write wonderful books or the even not-so-great theologians who seem to write a lot of books. But there have been powerful witnesses in your life, women of God, some who even in the way that they lived, and yes, even in the way that they died, spoke truth and faith and love and mercy into your life. And they transformed you. And they transformed whole communities and whole churches and whole towns. And as a preacher who happens to also be a guy, I'm aware and give thanks for that first woman who preached the resurrection, Mary of Magdala. Friends, I think it's true there would simply not be a church big capital C church or little churches like St. Luke's. There would not be a church without faithful women of God. 
mothers of Israel, mothers of Judah, mothers of Antioch and of Joppa, mothers of Jackson and Pearl and Madison and Clinton, mothers in your life who witness to their faith in Jesus and they change the world. And so on this day, in addition to all the sweet things that we do for our mothers, like flowers and handmade cards, chocolates, and that ever-so-hard-to-get brunch reservation, in all these ways, not only do we say thank you to these women that we know, I also invite you to give thanks to the women that we will never know, except that we will meet in heaven. Women like Tabitha, by whose faith in the one who died and rose again hath changed our lives forever. Thanks be to God for these women of faith, and may God bless them in this life and in the life to come. Amen.